Good morning, PML. It is your boy, Is Nefarious here, and I have the breakfast show with me. Uh, well, I got the breakfast show. I got the breakfast crew with me. I got my boy, D. Lloyd, in the building. D. Lloyd, say what's up to people. What's going on, PML fan? Boy, D. Lloyd, um, back with another episode. Another fun-filled episode. Uh, we also got A-Rod in the building. A-Rod, say what's up oh, to Oh, it's Advance Day. Oh! <laughs> oh <God. laughs> Sliding with that. Almost caught me slipping, but we're almost, there. Almost, <laughs> almost. Uh, hey, Rod, say what's up to your people. Yeah, good morning, KML. This is Advanced Day. So exciting, exciting stuff. <laughs> he was ready to catch Oh, me. Advanced Day is here. Advanced Day is here. So we are in Season 5. We are in Season 5 of PML, the last season of this cycle. And, you know... What is the feeling for some people that are out of it when it comes to season five? Like, do you I mean, stop caring? Do you? Like, no, what I mean, is the feeling of it? But like, now I'm not specifically speaking on you, A Rod. Just yeah, what but do I you think the yeah? I just what do you think? <laughs> yeah. The, what is your thoughts on you know the feel around certain people that might be out of it already and you know, we haven't seen any any real content. It's just been the podcast recently. Hasn't been any hi- real highlight videos that I've noticed dropping. Uh, we've had episodes from Deloitte's channel uh, on YouTube, you know, dropping in and stuff like that. But a lot of the users that usually do highlight videos, we haven't seen that. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, season five and, you know, people, you know, checking uh, check out at this point? Yeah, I know personally myself. I'm I'm zero six, but I try to hold the integrity of the league up a little higher and and continue what I'm doing as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, even though these content points honestly right now mean nothing to me, but um, you know I, I just like being involved in the league. So that that's my uh that's my stance on it. But you're right, I do see a lot of teams have checked out with content. Content is very rare. I feel like a lot of teams have nothing to play for, and they're looking forward to the next season. And you know, I am too. But you know, I still, I still keep my involvement level the same as it always was. Yeah, I mean, I mean fortunately yeah. for me, this year I still have something to play for this cycle. But last cycle, when I was out of it, um, season five, I think my thought process was really just to still try to compete and kind of just learn. You know what I mean? Like figure out ways I can compete with some of these guys and. See if I can figure stuff out to take into the, you know, into this cycle. So, I mean, I still think there are things there. Um, like A-Rod said, though, with, with content points not really meaning much, especially, you know, if you're not planning on making a playoff run, uh, I think we have seen a, a drop-off in content. Yeah, and like I, everybody knows that's in PML, uh, but anybody listening outside of PML, content points is what makes your team go around. Uh, content points can be used on multiple different things. You can bet them uh, on the game of the week and enjoy your little uh, gambling um, addiction. You could uh, also roll, uh, re-roll abilities. You could do all kinds of different things. Uh, upgrade players as far as their uh, their attribute attributes and their overall. You could do all that good stuff, and it's all through content. Um, training camps, coordinators, everything KML has to offer is through content points. So it's a very important thing when it comes to KML because it is a content-driven league. 
So content points make the world go around in PML. Now, when you get into season five, the issue is the game starts to die. You're not moving on to season six. So those content points don't really matter. And, you know, the question may be, oh, do you carry content points over there? The answer to that right now is no. I personally, uh, we've talked about this before, but I personally believe we should be able to carry over content points. Um, you know, maybe any any content points you get after the end of the season five season, or I mean, maybe you could say after the after the Super Bowl, you could say anything like that. But I think we should have something to carry over because why do the work if you're not getting the reward? If that makes sense. Also, uh, interesting things you could do is, obviously, through Season 1 to three, Season 4, you get content points for playing spoiler. Now, you could get those in Season 5, but what are they worth? You know what I mean? Because they're not carrying over, so what are they worth? So, if you do that in Season 5, you could make it that those points that you get for playing spoiler get carried over, but then you got to give some points to the people that are, are winning at, at that point. you got to you know, allow a carryover of some sort. So there's different ways to attack it. I think it's something that might be talked about in between cycles when we have an off uh, owners meeting. Um, I think it's something just to keep the interest and just to keep the content flowing in season five. I I would do it um, personally. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Do you you think they should be carried over, and do you say there's a cap? What what is the type of uh, idea you have with it, D-Lud and A-Rod? I think it should be carried over, but to an extent, like I spoke about last time, maybe at a 50% rate of what <laughs> your balance is. Because someone like myself, I'll, I'll keep using myself as an example, um, I'm not going to pour any more content into the season, and this season's going to be a wash for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save it all for next season. And you'd want to kind of defer teams from doing that to kind of looking forward to the next cycle rather than you know stay competitive now so i i see that mm-hmm. as the only downfall is doing something like that yeah that's I'm why you're kind of gonna, I'm yeah. mixed on it like i i see the appeal of, of both like i see the first start aspect of it right like everybody's on an equal playing field right and, but we can't uh, we're starting over fresh but i also see the point like well what are we doing content season five four besides you know just the love you know of of the content really mm-hmm. and then I look at it from like a this other angle that if you think about it, right, the teams in season five that do content, right, the teams that are competing, they still want to continue to up, upgrade their team, right, because there's, mm-hmm. they're competing for something that season. Yeah. The teams like, like A-Rod, right, once again, just not picking on them. He's using yeah. himself as an example. It seems like A-Rod who's getting content points, right? Maybe he doesn't keep them at the same clip, but wouldn't that actually reward him going into the next cycle and you're rewarding the teams that didn't compete season five? So it's kind of you know how we already try to give other users the best teams and things like that mm-hmm. that might be like another way to kind of think about it or you know like i said before positioning something i mean i feel like it can matter for something i'm just not sure i don't have a solution that's why i don't bring it up too much <laughs> i see both sides so it's yeah. Fun. yeah i get both sides what could be an interesting solution what if um you know how if you provide consistent content uh content throughout uh, a season of pml i think you get a little reward at the end i'm trying to remember it's like a five or ten point bonus that you get for being consistent with your content 
Yeah, 10 points. Uh, shout out to HD. He's back with us. He wasn't here to start the show, but he just joined in. Are, HD, are you guys, if you want to say hi real quick. Hello. Are you guys speaking on um, going into next cycle with content points? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Because when you're, what's, when you, what's all this when content you, for? I, I did have an idea when you're, you know, when you get your point across. Yeah, go ahead. Um, um, if you want to jump in, go ahead. Well, it, it, I thought of it yesterday. It literally just popped into my head. Um, I was thinking, guys, that, uh, you know, we talked about regression and stuff, how shit don't matter, so guys are going to play however they want. Mm-hmm. What if the guys in season five, the guys that still followed the regression rules and, you know, did the stuff that doesn't matter anymore, they still played that way? What if they get, you know, 10 content points to start the next cycle because they still follow the regression rule or, you know, stuff like they still follow the rules that don't matter. So we give them a little boost or, or I'll say reward for next cycle, just a 10 point head start, whatever the case may be, to make them play true to the league still. So my question about that is how do you how would you actually police that? Because. It's all perspective, and it's all you could say. Hey, you didn't look like you were trying, but you could be like, "Yeah, I was definitely trying." Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that kind of goes. That kind of goes with tanking. No, I mean, it, it takes. I think it takes film to. I think if you you look at, um, you know, I feel bad about this, but point out, you know, look at a rods, you know, four to twenty eight ratio, whatever it is. You could be like, okay, a rod just played bad, or you could be like, eh, that's a little suspect. We should look at a few games of his, see what happened. You know what I mean? Was he just chucking it up, or was he truly playing and just making, you know, some bad reads? You know, you kind of look at it, like, kind of tanking-wise, or you could just reward the guys that made the, um, that within the- That, that is, uh, I know we've got a phone call, but that is a My lot. Bad. Yeah, if you, if you throw less than, you know, so-and-so, you can get some points. Reward. That is a lot um to you know police and, and do research on i as a commissioner d how would you feel if that came across the the commissioner's table that hey we gotta look at all the games and make sure that they were still trying to give them the 10 15 20 content points we're gonna give them to start the next cycle yeah i don't know about that it's something definitely you have to think about um I mean, like I just don't know how. I mean, I get what he's saying. Like you could just watch and kind of get the vibe how people are doing it. It's just a lot of uh, stuff open for interpretation, right? Like how you feel it, how you view things. So I think it's kind of it's not black and white. You it's know, so. true. Um, I mean, it's, we can we can really say the same thing about tanking. To be honest, as well. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of things you could say about. Cause, I mean, did Bacon really tank, or was he just playing stupid? You know. Um, I, I agree. There is a lot of perspective. It does, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at it. And hopefully, you come up with the right call, basically. Um, so I just, I figure, I don't know. It just pops in my head, and I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe we could throw yeah, this out yeah. and see, see what it is. So um, my, my uh, idea was, um, you know, the consistent content you get, yeah, your bonus at the end of the the season. How would you feel if we did that? For next cycle, like you did consistent content all of season five, 
you get to carry over um, whatever cap it is, 10, oh. 20 of your content points, 20 of your content oh. points in that. I, I would say that, because, uh, you know, you get 10 every every season, you get 10, I think it is. Um, season five, I would say make it 15, 20, you know, make it double, because, I mean, make it, make it matter more, you know. I feel like if you make it yeah, 15 or 20, we, they'll be like, oh, shit, that, that's a lot of fucking points. If, if we were carrying over points, I would do 20. And allow us to do training camps going into the season. There goes all the points. You could do training camps with the the roster you already have. So get get enough to do. What what's training camps? Fifteen. Right now that, it's five a piece. Yep, five per. But, but yeah, so so make it fifteen. Make it fifteen. I guarantee almost everybody would use it right there on training camps. Yeah, and then boom, you're at you're pretty much at zero. But you obviously have to do content throughout right. uh, throughout the season. So, and that. it's like, and I don't think it'd be that many people as well. I mean, you, who do we got now? We got Deloitte, ourselves, Cookie, and what, what, what else are you getting right now that's consistent? Q has been pretty consistent with Wimmy and doing the predictions. Matt, uh, Mally was, um, I don't know what happened to the Matt, uh, Matt. I think he said he's having trouble just scheduling with his guys. So consistent. They, 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 I mean, it's still, I mean, they, they just recorded two episodes you got all uh, mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. Okay. So see, consistent, yeah. consistent is PM, PML. It's PML week to week. It's not like every day like we do. That's over. right. No, 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 no. I get that. No, I get that. So you know, you're getting that. You're getting uh, um, JP. You know, there, there's 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 a few guys, but there's not a lot of guys. So I don't think you know it'd be too game breaking or you know league breaking to give 15 points to you know 10 guys, especially if you earned it. You earned it. So. It is yeah. it is very interesting, and I think that's the way we should go. Um, it's obviously is this something we could tackle? Because I don't know when he wipes the slate clean. What I don't know when JT wipes the slate clean is it before owning meetings? Is it before the season starts? Like when does he wipe the slate clean? Is the question. I am not for sure. the cycle. Yep, for the cycle. No. I would assume. Super Bowl week? No. So, I mean, there's no, what's left after Super Bowl. I mean, it could be, but you know, that's the question. Do you, is that how is that how he does it? That we can't really address it in owners' meetings, can we? You know what I mean? Unless he takes down how many content points each person had before he goes, because the cap's going to be twenty. Cap's going to be twenty. Um, but if we do it that way, with you know consistent content throughout season five it doesn't really matter how many content points you had uh personally throughout the cycle it just matters that you did the consistent content so obviously that doesn't matter but if you're if there's a possibility of a cap you would have to take down everybody's content points because if somebody has 10 he's not going to get 20 but if somebody has 30 he's going to get 20 stuff like that so um that whole aspect of content points and you know rewarding the people that stay true to the content through season five, even though, you know, Madden's starting to die down and PML, PML personally is starting to die down. Um, you know, maintaining that energy and that love for PML should be rewarded, in my in my opinion. Uh, Deloid mentioned, like, other ways you could reward it besides giving content points. Uh, but I think content points is the only true way to reward it because, you know, picking the... Uh, the people to go first and free agency, all that, and you know, other ways. I don't, I don't, I don't exactly know, but that's the only way I can think of. Um, 
maybe we'll have different ways as we move along, but that's the only way right now I can think of. Um, but, you know, moving on to other things, uh, we had a few games played yesterday. I played my game personally, but we'll, we'll dive into some of the games that were played. So taking a look, the first game that was played, we have the uh, we have the Browns and the Jets. That was a CPU game. We already talked about that. Uh, HD didn't stream that. He should get removed from the league. We won't go down that road again. Uh, then we got the Bills whooping the Colts. I think we talked about that as no, well. It's it we a Giants football team. Yeah. Giants football did we, team. Did we talk about the Jags beating the Texans? Uh, we really didn't talk about any games besides mine. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we only attacked HD that episode. Um, and then we got, so we'll go through the games. So we got the Bills whooping the Colts 52 to 17. Then we got the uh, Jags being the Texans. I, I called uh, I called this game saying that the Jags would win. I know the Houston Texans were coming off a good win against the Indianapolis Colts. But, you know, it's been up and down for the Texans so far. And he, he takes a L here and the Jags moved to 2-5 and five, and the Texans are now at 2-4. and four. Uh, What's your thoughts on the AFC South part? You know, as a division, like it's it's really the thing <laughs> is, like, so so we all know they all stay together. You know what I mean? Like, you you never get an outright leader besides last season we had in Colts, but every other time there's never been a leader that's just taken the division. So and it's not a surprise. Yeah, so it's like it's no surprise they're all together. But to be honest, I mean, and I mean, it sounds a little this sounds a little extra when I say it, but like they're all sucking together. You know what I mean? Like nobody. Nobody's playing well in that division. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, last night, um, who, Drew Locke, two touchdowns, four picks. That, that makes him, what, 5-19 and 19 on the season? So, I mean, it, it's not really a surprise there. Um, he's just turning the ball over. Uh, what, what did Hawkins have? Hawkins had 138 yards and two touchdowns. What's, what's confusing me specifically about the Texans is you could throw in Madden – 21 on last gen this gen it's easier to throw like what is happening with the texans where he's not able to find windows and he's throwing all these interceptions like it's 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 you know it brings up the question like what what is going on because it should be better stats coming from that team when it comes to throwing the ball every time i've played fallen it's always been the same route combinations same scheme Maybe it's just not working for him. Maybe people have caught on. You know, maybe it's just not working for him this gen, so he's throwing picks. The, the routes he used to run aren't running the same way. You can't just throw your 95-speed receiver down the damn field and, you know, hope he gets open. Um, cro- the crossers aren't, you know, what they used to be. So I think he, he relied a lot on speed, and I feel like you're just not going to be able to do that, and I think it's, he's kind of shown us you can't just do that. I think it's kind of just coming back on him. And what's yeah. interesting to me is he, he has Claypool too, which is a dangerous tight end. And this is a this is a tight end heavy uh, game so far. Like there's a lot of tight ends performing well. Well, he didn't didn't Claypool lead receiving as a whole last season, or he was top three, top five. Yeah, he was up. His stats right now for the season are 22 catches, 298 yards, and one touchdown. Now, one touchdown came last night. Oh, that is – it's interesting. Like, 
the, you mentioned the crosses aren't working anymore, and he's a tight, he's a crosser heavy type of user. He's a speed crosser type of guy when it comes to basketball. So, what is going on with the crossers specifically? I, are some guys breaking it too, you know, too uh, short, like, and then not finding that, you know, that empty space in the zone? Like, I, it's it, it brings it, up it the question. Be. You would have to watch. You would have to watch his his game specifically to see why he's thrown so many picks. Because I, well, I I wouldn't expect this from him. Well, yeah, I think there just a lot more stuff goes into it now. I mean, again, speed isn't all that matters. Guys could be expecting it, so they're setting up the purple zones. Um, ball placement matters. Um, ball, you know, the throw tight matters. A lot of things matter now compared to just, oh, well, there's a cross. Let me throw it. It's open. It, it's not what it used to be. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. So I'm happy that it, it, it's like that now because now you have to actually coach. You can't just, I'm going to just throw crosses on the field and my passing game is going to be good. Uh, what's your thoughts on it, D. Lloyd and uh, A-Rod? I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched them play. So, I mean, I don't really know what, what's going on. I mean, I, I know he has the roster, you know, to make a, a playoff run for sure. Um, but what what we've seen in that division, man, is anything can happen. Like you could be at the bottom of the division, you know, week eight, and be at the top of the division, <laughs> you know, week sixteen. So I don't know. he'll figure it out. I thought he'll win that game. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Kurt just played a really good game. Like I said, I didn't watch any of it, so I, I can't really comment too much. But um, with the interceptions, I, it is something I did not expect from Fallen. Yeah, that's that's the main that question there. Yeah. Like, obviously, you could have a bad game, but it's been consistent, and that's the that's why the question comes up. Um, a Rod, I know you watch a lot of PML action. Have you seen a Texans game so far this? Not not too many Texan games, but just speaking in an overall perspective, we knew coming into the the, new, the next gen cycle that some teams would you know rise and some teams would you know drop. And I guess this is a case of one of the teams that, you know, we didn't expect to drop, but they're dropping. And, you know, you see, like, the Browns are rising and you're seeing teams changing of the guards. And that's something we expected coming into the cycle. And I think that's just the case of this. Not to mention, you know, he plays in a very competitive division where oh, any yeah. team could beat any, anybody. And, you know, you, it's a coin toss. Any, you ask me to predict those games, it's a coin toss. And I think that's a part of the issue, too, for him. And, uh, yeah, the whole the whole season as a whole is a grind for him, uh, to be honest. And you know that's how it's supposed to be. Um, and, and an interesting stat to JT for making that. Okay. Yeah, an interesting stat from that game. Um, I don't know why I couldn't spit this. I was like mumbling. Um, Trevor Lawrence, who is a top, he's on top of the interception board. He's up there. He's he's like twelve for twenty-seven or something like that. He actually went sixteen for eighteen. For 250 yards with two touchdowns and two picks. So his two incompletions, or yeah, his two missed balls were picks. And the ball so never took the ground. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it's super interesting that um, that defense that everyone's so scared of isn't it isn't the defense it was. Um, I don't know if he still has all those superstars, but you you can't have a defense like that and let a guy that leads the league in picks throw 16 for 18 on you. You got yeah, and, what's, and what you're noticing on defense as well as offense, it's all about play calling. Like, Goose um, Goose is one to always, you know, talk about play calling. Play calling, play calling, play calling. 
And this game is mostly about play calling, like especially on defense, because there's so many holes that if you don't call the right play in the right situations, it definitely does not help out your defense. And and I know Nat the natural was one to get on, uh, you know, uh, fallen and, and the Texans like with his defense, he always builds good defense, but he doesn't really have the right play calling to mesh with his defense. And that's what natural has been saying is and that could be something that's very apparent when it comes to so far this cycle because i think play calling matters so much more also when it comes to falling we all watched that week one game against the bills i think everyone in this room can can agree we expected fallen to be on top of the afc south with a lot better record than what he's got right now after he played kmfo the way he did that that defense that they were playing that that game was literally you, you would have thought it was probably like an AFC championship game, the way it was being played and the way that it was coming down to. It was great you, football, and here we are, you know, six weeks later, and he's 2-4, and four, and I'm pretty sure he's at the bottom of the division. Do you think that's a deflating loss? Do you think that, you know, him coming so close to beating KMFO, and at the end of the day, he loses, he's like, you know, I can't beat this man, and if I can't beat him, then, you know, what am I doing? i got to figure something out. You know no, what I mean? I like, you need that KMFO, he starts questioning what he's doing defensively. KMFO is one of those guys. He's your mole. He's your natural. Hype Mike. Maybe Wimmy, Cookie. Those guys, if you lose Neff. by two possessions or less, those are guys that you're happy about the loss. You're like, oh, shit, I actually only lost by 10. I only lost by three. I only lost by six. Those are, those are wins that you... Against those guys, those, those, are, those are small wins, basically. You know, I know it sounds like millennial-type talk, but, like, if you're losing by, like, 6, 14 to KMFO, you should feel good about it. You should feel good about how your season's about to look because you just played the guy that won three Super Bowls, blowing dudes out by 30, you lost by two scores. You lost by one score. You know what I mean? Um, KMFO, the score of that week one game isn't what it is. He had that last-minute score, touchdown that Fallon was pissed about. But the game was a lot closer than it says, and that's a, that's a loss that you have to take. And you're like, okay, I feel really good about this. Yeah, there's a bunch of losses, like, you know, losses you learn from and stuff like that. I, so I agree with it. It just depends on who you are. So if Hype Mike loses to KMFO, he's not saying that's a good loss. He's saying I should have beat that. You know, yeah. I should have beat that motherfucker. Yeah. But when, it depends when, you're, on, when you're a beat your guy. Fallen, yeah, when yeah. you're a B tier guy and you're going against that S tier guy, that that A to that high A tier, you're like, damn, that that's a good loss, and we're gonna fuck this season up. You know, instead you can't we're you can't hang your head like, damn. Yeah, that, that's a loss that you're okay with. Yeah, exactly. As long as you play in close. Uh, but moving on, we got the Titans beating the Bengals sixty-three to twenty-four. Uh, good touch on we, we touched on that a little bit. Yeah, that, that was oh, yeah, that's A-Rod right. We, A-Rod gave his statement. A-Rod gave his statement. Uh, then we had the uh, rolling out the pocket bowl. Uh, there was a big story behind that. So we'll save that for the for the end. We'll talk about that last. Uh, we talked about the Carolina Panthers beating the Seattle Seahawks. We talked about the Falcons beating the Chiefs. Uh, we got the Packers beating the Bears 52-49. to The Packers moved to 5-2, and two, a quiet Quiet five and two, and this is kind of like the start he had last season, but it all fell apart for him. So, what what's the I thoughts think, on the the Packers right now? I think Jack's doing what he's supposed to do. We all knew 
okay, we all didn't know, but when he came in, he was hyped up by A-Rod and, and Natural. So we knew he was good. Um, he was worried about speed and everything because last gen, but next gen, we're all like, okay, you know, it might be different. Devontae Adams, you know, he's popping off. He's getting his 74 speed tight end, fuck, 700 yards. Um, so I feel like Jack's where he's supposed to be right now. I think the, the, the story goes more towards LQ. I think he's given us a vet season right now, um, the same way vets doing it. They might be losing, but they're, they're having close games. They're not getting blown out. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're, they're playing. And they're, they're, yes, I'll say they're playing good. They're not getting smoked like they were. Um, so he's given us a better effort. He, he's playing the closer games. I, I would put him and Vet on the same level right now with how they're playing, just not finishing, basically. Um, and to lose by three to Jack is something, again, that's another game you need to look forward to. And be like, damn, only lost by three. What's it take? All right, next week, let's go do it. And let's go whoop this guy's ass. That's, not a, that's another good loss. We expect Jack to I don't go know out, that, out. I don't know if if you're LQ, if that's a good loss to you personally. If you're personally, LQ, maybe, but no, based on this cycle, us, looking out, outside looking in, based on your cycle, that's a good loss. Yeah, I, I don't think if outside LQ sees in. it the same way personal, personally, but as the way you take it is that's a good loss for him because he played him tight, and uh, Jack is actually a, a solid coach and a solid user. He's actually uh, – did he have Bryce Young going off as usual in this game? i got to go look at the stats. Uh, Bryce, yeah, Bryce has been a top three passer all season. He does have a lot of picks, though. 370 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions in this game. And yeah, Zach the season, Wilson had 350 with four interceptions. I'd be five interceptions. On the season, Bryce Young's sitting at uh, 66%, 2,620 yards, 24 touchdowns, 21 picks. So he's up there in the top – I think he's like top eight in picks. But he is positive. Um, he is top three in yards, top four. So if he could just stop turning the ball over. The thing is, he's winning games turning the damn ball over. That's scary. But um, just if you limit your turnovers, Jack, I think Jack could go far. Him, where, where's he sitting at right now? He's, he's third right now in the NFC North behind Cookie and behind Z-Star, who's in first now after that game that we'll touch on next. So uh, LQ's got to turn it around. And start getting wins. They could uh, send three. They honestly easily, send three. Easily, easily send three. So I can't think of could, another NFC division that could send three. I think the, I know uh, the the, the, the West the won't even send two. West won't send two at all because they're going up against the East and the North. So you're not sending two out of the West. You, the West you think the, the East? Yeah, the, oh, the West that, was, <laughs> NFC West was never sending two. Yeah, they were oh, okay. Too. But we also have the NFC. We have the NFC South, though, with JT and Deloid. He's talking about sending two or three. Two, two. You oh. could send two. The NFC oh, North yeah. could send three, the and the South East sent two a couple times. The East after Q one last night is looking good too. So the mm-hmm. the NFC the NFC is going to be nuts. I think coming towards the end of the year. Um, the way I'm looking at AFC, the it's AFC be I, think, I think I think playoffs in general are going to be crazy coming up weeks, you know, week 14 and up. Yeah, when we get when we back on, we'll, we'll tackle where the divisions are. But it, mm-hmm. it is going to be a crazy playoff race, and it's been a crazy playoff race every season so far. So it's been yeah. it's a real uh, testament to JT the way he's built the uh, the division. So Imagine shout out the to playoff JT. race with home field advantage. Thanks yeah. Like, oh. yeah. It will be nuts. And just, just going back to you know, being on track, 
Jack in the NFC North will definitely probably some of the three. Jack is doing what he's supposed to be doing. I expect I expect a, a bigger games coming from him. Yeah, he's uh he's been impressive this this season, and he's more of a pass heavy guy. Uh, from what my gauge on it was with uh when he first came into the league and he, when he was on the podcast, he made it seem like he is a, a pass heavy guy. So this, this game is fitting his mold a little bit. So and you can see he's 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 succeeding so far. I seen uh I'm looking at his schedule right now. I fully expect his week twelve game the game of the week. It'll be Bryce Young against that Panthers blitzing defense. So I think keep an eye out for that. Uh, if JT stays hot, week. I like that. Yes, I like if that. JT stays hot and Jack keeps throwing like that, that defense against that offense is going to be nuts. He's got Cookie, and, and then he's going to see. Uh, so he's got he's got um, the Colts by week, Cookie, then LQ again, and then he's going to see JT and Z Star. Ooh, interesting! Interesting. He's got a stretch coming. Yeah, and we'll see how he pans out because he, he he started off hot last season and fizzled out towards the end. We'll see what happens this season. So eyes will be on the pack in the NFC North because it will be very interesting to see how it pans out. Uh, but moving on to the AFC North, we had the Ravens play the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the red-hot Jordan Love with the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. And the Ravens, Raiders, the Ravens came out with a 20-10 victory in that game. I'm not going to lie. I did expect Cammy to win. Um, not just because, you know, he's my division mate. Um, I think Cammy's been playing good enough ball to win games. He just needs to. Um, I, I don't – I hate to bring this up. I really hate to bring this up. But did you see the video I posted last night? I, Neff, I know you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. How do, you, how do you feel about that, honestly? How do you feel about that? I mean, he stood that, in the pocket that, and then – no, that's not too bad. I don't think it's too bad. My, so my thing was the no pressure. That was my thing. He dropped back. He stood um, there for a second, and then he started. That's when he started rolling out. Yeah, I no, mean, I I did only. Peek I, at I, I, game. I didn't watch anything. Yeah, I was just curious because I I didn't watch the game, so I'm not commenting on that. I'm asking about a specific play, so nobody attacked me. A specific play with no pressure. There was a rollout, and I was just curious the thoughts on it. It's, so, so it's kind of it kind of brings me to the KMFO situation, like not on the same level, but the way he did it is, you know, he followed. It was the third rule. and eight. Yeah, it was the, third and eight. He went to his go. He went to his go-to play. Yep. He's he's got Lamar. You know, it is a situation. He was only up three to seven. At the time. So the the way I. The obvious response you're gonna get is he, you know, Raiders gonna call contain there. Um, if he calls contain, I don't think Lamar gets out as fast. But that was a deep drop. He went at least like ten to fifteen yards. Like he was, he was back there, like in the pocket. Um, but the that's the one thing that people say call contain. Um, I think he did did what he did. You know, obviously, within the actual rule, you you sat in the pocket for a second. You didn't hike and haul, uh, but he didn't have any pressure too, so it wasn't necessary to roll out. But he rolled out anyway, and I don't see anything wrong with it. But I do see how it could be annoying. But then again, that's on you to call the teams and have, have the spy and game plan for a Lamar Jackson like that, like they say. So, um, you know, that's that's the counter to it. 
But, I, you know, I'm talking from both sides. I, I do see what you're saying, but I don't think that it's a big issue. But I could see why you would say something. Um, but other than that, you know, moving on, you know, a good win from the Ravens, 20-10. to 10, So it looks like it's going to be, so far, it's the Ravens and the Browns uh, fighting for the AFC North, even though the Browns got a good uh, two-game lead right now. Uh, then we got the Minnesota Vikings playing uh, playing against the Detroit Lions. Um, they beat them thirty-seven to twenty. Another strong divisional race. Uh, Z Star comes out with a win here, and it was a really impressive win. I I watched a little bit of this. Did you catch it, Deloy? Uh, no, we were getting ready for the the rolling out the pocket, but I seen the score, and uh, it was definitely. Impressive. I wasn't expecting it. Cost me five content points again. So. Uh, listen, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, I've been on this thing where Z Star cost me points all the time. <laughs> I was dead ass about to bet on Cookie last night, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I because he would have cost me more points because he won. <laughs> I would have been livid. I'm like, I literally looked at him like, bro. I'm like, this motherfucker always tries to lose my points, but now, like I made the comment this morning, there's nothing really to look forward to. Um, with the points, because, you know, I, I can't, you can't do anything at this point besides attribute points unless you got a re-roll. Um, but. I mean, you could do you know, trait, customized trait. Uh, how much do traits <laughs> really matter, though? You know, um, maybe a big hitter trait, but I just, you know, I just. I, yeah, like I said, I don't really think there's anything to look forward to. So I was just going to bet my points because, you know, I don't need them. But um, I, that was a game I was going to bet on Cookie because Z-Star always lets me down. And here he goes, letting me down. I'm just. I'm done betting on any Z-Star game. And it, I was watching specifically the first quarter. Z-Star got out to a 14 nothing lead. And then it looked like he was he was manhandling that Cookie Boy offense because Cookie could not move the ball. He punted it. And then I was like, you know what? This, I felt like, you know, this game's kind of over. So I ended up shutting it off. But it looked like uh, from the beginning that, you know, Z-Star was in control and never lost control. So shout out to Z-Star. Did Cookie miss shorter? Yeah, maybe he missed shorter. <laughs> Shorter's two and zero in Atlanta, and Cookie Boy is what zero and one without oh, shorter because he was oh, on the bye last boy. week. Oh man, oh man, Khalil Mack. There it is. There's a narrative right there. <laughs> it's because he traded shorter and he got Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack was the reason that Ant uh, Ant Dog was losing. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the narrative. Uh, moving on, we got the Giants beating the football team 38-32, to so a big win from the Giants. And nobody's, uh, not many people are talking about it, but you got to talk about Base Camp Q in the building. And, you know, when it comes to streaming, and we have quality streamers like Loosenet Gamer, we have uh, Deloitte, who doesn't do much on his stream. Do you even have your Face Cam when you stream it, or is that no, just no, recording? I stream straight from my console. No, the recording's at the Face Cam. Yeah, what a, dis- what a disappointment. Um, but <laughs> we, got Goose, we got Goose. Uh, we got we got Q that's now got his face cam. We got HC that puts on a damn helmet to play this game. Uh, streamers, uh, you know, people are working on their stream. I'm working on my stream myself. Like, we, you know, streaming, when it comes to PML, I think it's going to take another step uh, might, forward. He and, might with his face cam. He had his um last night as well. Yeah. Mike does his face cam. I think it's going to be taking a step forward. 
uh, moving forward. Yeah, yeah, but, all right, so, uh, but, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about the game real quick first, though. We got the Giants beating the the football team, like I said, 38-32. to 32. Another, uh, was this game of the week, or was it should have been a, like, sub-game of the week because, you know, this is always going to be a good game to watch. Um, and the Giants came out with a win, a very solid win. And it looks like he did it attacking him through the air because Saquon Barkley didn't do much. 15 attempts for 26 yards. So it wasn't uh, a game for Saquon. That's for sure. Did anybody watch this? Uh, I watched it off and on a little bit. I was out. Um, but I seen when I seen the game, uh, I want to say it was like 10 to like 14, somewhere around there. Like it, w- it was pretty, pretty close. Um like I said, I didn't watch a lot of about. I would glance down, see the score, then I would look back down. The queue was like up big, and then I completely turned it off. Like completely turned the game off. I uh, when I was heading back home, I was about to turn it back on. So I turned it back on, and then all of a sudden it was like a one possession game, <laughs> and uh, Washington had the ball with a chance to win. So I seen the whole last final drive of uh, T Bandit trying to win, and he lost the game. Uh, on a fourth and inches, I believe. Either fourth and one, fourth and inches at like the three-yard line. Uh, Q guessed the side right. He, I believe, ran a stretch to the right side and stuffed him, and, and that was the game. That was a really good one. And we, talk, I, we talked to Q uh, before we got on, and he actually mentioned that, you know, he ran that play a lot. So that's uh, – that's kudos to him for keeping that in the memory bank, knowing that he would go to it. When uh, he I don't it. think that last play was a was, was a, the same the RPO. I think it, it was, was like legitimately a run to the outside. Yeah, I think so. If I remember, maybe correctly. on third down he used that that RP that RPO, and you know he couldn't use it again or something like that. You know, I would have to go back and watch it, but uh, very good win for the Giants, uh, especially in that tight uh, NFC East. Uh, but moving on, we got the San Francisco 49ers beating uh, the Rams. Uh, just for the the people out there, I am now 3-2 and two against the Rams and Mike D. So you can shove that whole Mike D's your dad shit up your ass because that shit's over now. Yeah, 2-2, two and two, I, lay, I even let you have that 2-2 two two, even though we were split. Now I'm 3-2 and two against that man, so I don't want to hear that Mike D's my dad anymore. Uh, I moved to three and four uh, in this game. You know, same old offense, you know, I form uh, running, playing off play action, playing off the run. Um, defensively, I tried a few new things. I learned how to use the 4-3 under. I learned how to set up my personnel in a 4-3 under. Did not know a damn thing about it, but shout out to CEO for sending me a link so I can read about it. And now I got a better understanding of it. Um, I did do a little bit of uh, the Panthers defense where I was blitzing all my linebackers, getting them up to the line, and I would I would show blitz, but then I would, you know, I would blitz all my linebackers, get them up to the line, and then I would, you know, hot route them to go back into their zones. I don't know if you know this, but it, when you hit the right pad to the right and then you press L2, all your linebackers go back to their original assignment. So you can make them look like they're blitzing send them all back to their original assignment. So it looks like you're blitzing. And what that reminded me of and why I like doing it is it reminded me of, I don't know if you ever watched this. It was on like NFL Network or something. Uh, They were talking about the similarities between Rex Ryan and Bill Belichick. It might have been after a Patriots game where they played uh, the Jets or the Bills when he was coaching there. 
Uh, but they have this defense where they got maybe one guy down on the line, and then they got four. Yeah, everybody's standing up at the line, and you don't know who's coming. Like, and that's what it reminds me of, and that's why I, I, I like it. It's like it's confusing to the offense. It, it puts a little fear into the offense when it comes to running the ball, and then you could kind of catch them, you know, making a mistake. So that's why I like I like doing it. Um, just that that whole coaching aspect of it. Um, but other than that, it was a pretty much the same old game. Um, I got up two scores late. Keenan Allen is a monster. Um, if he was still on the Chargers, he could be a monster right now, especially in that offense. You know, not showing love because of his speed, but on next gen, he is the real deal. So, uh, look out for Keenan Allen when you play the Rams. Um, but other than that, you know, a good good game overall. Uh, I was up two scores, kind of got a garbage time TD. I wasn't really expecting him to come back. He ended up trying to get the onside kick. I didn't expect him to get the onside kick, and luckily he didn't. And, uh, you know, we nailed it out and won the game. Um, but moving on to other games that were played. Hold on. Did you watch the game, A-Rod? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, was it close or was it a dominating uh, win? He always had the lead, but Mike D always kept it to two scores. And every time, <laughs> yeah. every time Neff tried to put it away, Mike D would come back with a like a 2-2 Atwell and Michael Gallup big pass and come within striking distance, but he had two onside kick opportunities, and he couldn't get either one of them to try to tie the game, so Neff's lead was safe. Was it? I, yeah, I never really gave up the lead, and I went up 35-22, to 22, I think it was at the time. He ended up scoring, uh, you know, it was under two minutes, I kicked it off to him, he ended up scoring and making it 35-29, to 29. he actually scored pretty quick. Uh, he actually scored, and he still had like a minute and a half on the clock, so he scored pretty quick. Um, then, you know, we tried for that one onside kick, and I was able to get it, and he had no timeouts at that point, so I was able to just drain the clock at that point. Um, kind of interesting what he did, too, in that game is, I don't know if you noticed it, A-Rod, but he was calling timeouts with, like, three, four minutes left. Like, he was he was very aggressive with his timeouts. Man, like, it, it worked, actually, because that yeah, was quite a drag. He kept getting opportunities. Mm-hmm. It saved a lot of time for him. So, it was, you know, it was very... Out of the box, like out of box, out of the box thinking on his part, and it, it worked out. So kudos to him on you know thinking about doing that. Uh, but I, let's move on I to think, the. I think I think that's only like unorthodox in PML. I don't think a lot yeah. of guys do that. Um, they should rather just try to score quick. But that is that's very uh, real life that's pretty, that, yeah, that's pretty normal in real life. But yeah, I will um, PML wise, it is very different. Yeah, that's what that's kind of what I meant by unorthodox when it comes to PML. Guys usually save it for the two minute warning and then call it before the two minute warning. But you see it with Bill Belichick and stuff. He'll call it before the warning to save time. Like you've seen it across the the league in the real life NFL. But in PML, it's definitely not something that happens a lot. Uh, moving on to the final game in the uh, quote unquote game of the week. Was this an actual game of the week or was this just the more hyped game because of the the stipulation or the not the stipulation but the the people involved and the show involved uh are you talking about the dolphins cards yeah dolphins and that wasn't game of the week it was just mainly because the show evolved it had it had yeah really good friends you know what i mean yeah Yeah, and it was you know what i'm i'm kind of fucking upset right now a right i'm i'm upset because when you played mike d there wasn't a boo 
or a, <laughs> a beep about it. There wasn't an interview. There wasn't a post game. It was nothing like that. But when it's King Mike and Goose, they do a whole damn shebang. They didn't do anything for the Mike D versus A Rod. That's a real friendship right there. Maybe yeah. next time, next Mango's time we'll, we'll get the whole thing. Next time we'll get the whole we'll get the whole thing for, for the Mike D A Rod game. <laughs> people at home right now saying Mike uh, Mike D and A Rod played. People and people are like Mike D and A Rod played. When did that happen? Nobody knew. Um, <laughs> but you know, a huge sign of disrespect. I don't like that. I think A Rod should have got more love when he played Mike D. Uh, but you know, it's same thing if the Panthers play the Steelers because it's AI versus AI. So we got to definitely uh, do a little <laughs> interview there. Um, but moving on, we got the cards versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins came out with a win 27 to 14. So there was a whole pregame interview and postgame show. I did not watch any of it. I ain't going to lie about it. I didn't watch a damn look of it. So uh, d you were involved in it. So if you want to talk about that a little bit. Traitor. Yeah, so first of all, we had a lot of plugs for the breakfast show on yeah, the to listen to. Yeah, breakfast show. Um, so anyway, it was a it was a pretty uh it was an interesting game. I think it was a disappointing game for for Goose. Uh I mean, I know early Mike wanted to dominate the run game. That was kind of what he talked about pre-game was to dominate the run game. Um what we didn't know was that it was a dev game for Brees Hall. Uh, so it made sense as to why he wanted two tight ends, three tight ends in the game pretty much the entire way. Um, but Brees Hall, I think he had like 15 carries in the first half. I think he finished with over like 25 carries, had over 200 yards rushing. It was just a game where Mike, you know, it was Spurs Mike. He he didn't take a lot of deep shots. It was raining. Didn't take a lot of deep shots. Controlled the, the time of possession. Uh, just, you know, a lot of dink and dunk um, passes. Just kept moving the chains, and it put a lot of pressure on Goose, um, especially when Goose got down and missed two field goals in the first half. Um, that definitely, uh, I think, set him back and his offense back. And then in the second half, it was just, I mean, Goose stayed even with them, but when you go down 14 points, you know, staying even, you know, doesn't doesn't really do much for you. So it was kind of just, it was just one of those games where, you know, King Mike showed that he still, you know, has the Madden experience over Goose. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it showed, especially when it comes to, like, the strategy, like, later, late in the stretch. Uh, you've seen Goose come out in a lot of nickel, um, even though uh, we've seen Mike in two tight end sets. I think that just laid the foundation as to why he couldn't stop him in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and he, he's kind of, that's kind of his base, to be honest, with the nickel. And... That's he likes to run it because with that defensive backfield you have, you want your best players on the field, and I think that puts him in the best situation. Um, he's not really a his defense is not really a big team. Not when I say a big team, I'm saying you know you rock great, with great front four, but his linebackers are the weakest. Yeah, exactly. He has like one or two linebackers. He doesn't have three linebackers he can put out there every down. So. Um, when Mike's playing that way, it's kind of the advantage for Mike. And that's kind of what hurts him against myself when he plays me and also, you know, any run-heavy team is because he's not really – he didn't build that, his defense that way. It's more of a uh, – if you come out and spread and you're trying to throw on us, we're going to, you know, pick you off and we're going to have our, our day. But if you're running it and coming out heavy – he doesn't really have the personnel to match, in my opinion. And I don't know if that's the opinion of most, but 
And I think that's why, you know, King Mike had the advantage in that game. Like I said, his secondary showed out. I mean, they got the interception. They did what they were supposed to do. Even the front, you know, front um, front four, I think they played well. I mean, I don't think Goose played bad in any way. I just think that uh, it was – I think the field goals played a major key. Um, I do think, you know, when you miss two of them, uh, it, it does play a psychological, you know, uh, play into into the rest of the game because you're probably not wanting to kick a field goal the rest of the way. At least I know I wouldn't, even if I came out and missed two of them. Um, and then I think just you know how y- you want to beat somebody, but then the yeah. other guy's probably a little bit more confident. Uh, I think there has there was probably a few times where he overthought certain situations. So I think that that's could have that could have played a major key into the game, but. They were both they were both in it, um, and we looked at what it did for the rest of the division. Obviously, we'll talk about more about that when Wimmy comes on the show. But um, I mean, I think it puts Mike in a great spot, and obviously in the NFC West, I mean, it's just y'all two competing for it. So, did uh, you guys make sure yeah, that Bruce Hall had an X factor? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was, a, it was okay. a dev game. Yeah, we found out. I didn't yeah, even know that while ball. we was talking about it, but he got wrecking ball. Yeah. So, he, uh, so I jumped in his stream um, during the games, and he, he mentioned it uh, while I actually was in there. <clears throat> um, he mentioned he needed the, the 200 yards, but I mean, I think unless you know you're going to get, like, a power back ability, like fucking freight train, I don't really think it's that important. I think just go for the win at that point, but I don't think, I don't think running back ability or X factors are that great unless it's freight train. Running backs, yeah. I mean, but I think it played into, uh, you know, how we talked about before, like if you're just straight dev hunting, or I think that played into his his game plan anyway. Um, I think his game plan because he's more of a running team, uh, at least this season. Uh, so I think it played into exactly what he wanted to do. So he had just more incentive to, you know, down the rock. So yeah, it worked out for him, and it was a good matchup when it comes to run game against the defense. So. It, it, it all, all the cards lined up. No pun intended, man. But all the cards lined up. Um, moving on, though, we'll, we're going to talk about. I got to go watch the pregame and the postgame of that because I it's very interesting. So I got to go see that. Uh, but moving on, we got to talk about next week in the matchups coming up. Uh, we got the Patriots versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, before we actually do, I I just remember the AFC East. The uh, Dolphins are now five and two. Just keep that in mind. Dolphins are also 5-2, well within the hunt for the division. And he's going to have some key divisional matchups coming up. So we'll keep an eye on his season. Um, so far, he's having a great final season. Uh, but moving on, uh, week eight, we got the Patriots versus the Jaguars. I don't think he's going to gain any ground here. I think the Patriots are going to come out with a win. What do you guys think about this game? Patriots. Patriots, yeah. <laughs> How about UHD? Do you, do you ride with your boy, yeah. uh, uh, Patriots. Patriots? All right. So we got the Patriots all around the board. Moving on, we got the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. We're going to go with the Buccaneers on this. Yep. Toxic. <laughs> you got a phone call while disrespecting that. What, what about you, HD? What do you got? <laughs> Bucks and Chiefs. You going to disrespect that? All right, no, you, you disrespected the vet. How, how did I disrespect the vet? 
I just said I just said the Bucks on this one. Uh, Dealer, you're gonna go with yourself. Sounds good. Uh, we're yeah, gonna move it could on. be one of those the... trap games though, because Vet sneakily been playing good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on, we got the Lions versus the Bears. Lions are now five and one. Bears are two and four. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Lions on this one. Lions. Yeah, about big one for Cook. So Lions around the board. So far, it's been favorable matchups. Uh, moving on, we got the Bills versus the Jets, which is seemingly another favorable matchup. Uh, hopefully, everything's all right with Hefe. Shout out to you. Hopefully, everything you're doing with with the family stuff. Uh, hopefully, everything's good. Uh, can't wait to get you back. You know, involved. Uh, but the Bills versus the Jets. Uh, the Bills are going to come out with a win, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure in everybody else's opinion around the board. Does anybody think otherwise? Nah, speak now. Bills. Speak now, or forever <laughs> hold your peace. Uh, he, wait, on. I'm sorry. Who's he playing? The Bills versus the Jets. Oh, okay, Bills. You missed my whole thing to where I shout out Hefe. Jesus. <laughs> no, I heard. I heard Terrible. that part. I lost you for the matchup. Oh, all right. Uh, moving on, we got the Bill. Uh, the Bills. We got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Washington Football Team. Uh, this is a a real test for the Ravens. I'm gonna say the football team has a demanding win. Uh, welcome to PML type of win against the Ravens. What is your yeah. thoughts? Team man to drop in two in a row. I think he is in a must win. So I think he'll I think he'll win handily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, HC? You gonna go with your AFC North brother over there that you try to get kicked from the league? I'm not a believer yet. He beat me. He beat a computer, and he beat Cam. Weapon? Ravens versus the football team, and A. Rob was just saying he's not a believer of the the Ravens yet. Oh no, no. T. Bandit's gonna roll over him. I, 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 I that, that was my guess too. It's gonna be a welcome to PML type of one. Um. Moving on, we got the Saints versus the Carolina Panthers. Saints started off hot. I think they went 2-0. Uh, since then, have lost every game they played. And we're going up against the... He missed two games. Yeah. He had something oh, going on. Okay. He missed two games. Okay, he so missed, hopefully he's uh, back. Uh, he's he, going he up missed JT's game, and he missed the game after that, I think. He's going up against the red-hot uh, JT in the Carolina Panthers Blitzburg over in Carolina. Um what do you guys say about this game? I'm gonna go with the Panthers. JT. Yeah, there's no Cam for the Saints, so mm. he's out another game. I, got the, so. I think it's a trap game. They got the Saints. Ooh. If, if he plays, Ooh. right? We got to see if, if he plays. plays. Yeah, if he plays. Uh, hopefully everything's all right with uh, Detro. Uh, shout out to Detro real quick. Uh, hopefully everything's all right and it's nothing too sure. serious. Um, but moving on, we got the Broncos versus the Texans. I'm going to go with the Broncos in this one. I, I don't think the mental state of the Texans is there right now. JP? Nah. I'm, I'm going to go Texans. <laughs> How about you, A-Rock? Texans. I'm not ready to write them off yet. <laughs> uh, but moving on, we got the Cowboys versus the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one. Seattle's not looking too hot this cycle. I mean, this uh, this season. Uh, what you said was right. Agreed. Uh, yeah. He had, <laughs> he had he had he had two good seasons to start though. He won the division yeah. twice, and he's been yeah. in the mix every uh, ever since. Last season was bad, and then so far this season it's been bad. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a bad cycle, but I, I don't think he wins his game. Yeah, it's been a bad season. This season has been bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys here. Uh, I think everybody else is picking the Cowboys, yep. right? 
Yeah. All right, moving moving on. We got the Burn Controlled Eagles with their arch rival, the Cleveland Browns. Arch rival. Uh, the arch rival, <laughs> Cleveland Browns. HD's the arch rival to 99% of the league. Uh, but he's got Burn coming into the building. Uh, HD, um, I could send you the scouting report. Pretty simple. Um, you know, one page. Got all his plays that he runs. It's about five or six of them. And I can send them all to you. So so you could have that. No, I'm Thank joking. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns. How about Browns. you, A-Rod? Yeah, Browns. All right. A-Rod, A-Rod, I mean, uh, around the board, we got the Browns. Uh, moving on, we got an NFC. much this week. <laughs> what was that? So we're all agreeing too much. Oh, yeah, agreeing. exactly. Maybe that, just means, lose. I, I, maybe that just means the league's finally uh, forming to what it's going to shape into. We, it wasn't week five. It's week seven. Week seven, uh, A-Rod. You were kind of wrong on that. A couple of <laughs> weeks. Um, we never went over that, though. we, we got to go over the teams and say who's, who's real. Who's yeah, yeah, exactly. HD, um, wants well, to hear, HD wants to hear that he's a contender, not a pretender. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, when you posted the Browns were phony. A-Rod, what you got to do is go ahead and hit up uh, Wemmy so we can get him back on so we can talk about the uh, predictions. Uh, moving on, we got the Rams and the Cardinals in the NFC West matchup. Um, I'm going to go with the cards in this one. I think this is a good bounce back week. Cards. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with cards. Yeah, sorry, Mike D. Cards. <laughs> wow, I wasn't cards. expecting that. In a 50-50 game, you picked the cards? All right, that's tough. Uh, I think I, I might have uh, picked some every game this, this year. <laughs> 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 Moving on, we got the Chargers versus the Falcons. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Chargers. I mean, bro, shorter's over there, so it's so, gonna be tough. Anywho, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think Chargers, but I'll say shorter. Shorter's held to seventy yards. Shorter will not get much against that. that no, he's gonna get seventy or less. Um, but I, I hope he actually throws all over that secondary. To be honest, because. There's a personal reason to that. Um, but, yeah, still loses, but throws all over that team. Um, but moving on, we got the Green Bay Packers versus the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to go with the Packers. Why do you want to throw all over with me? Uh, there's a personal reason to it. We could talk about it off here on the uh, after okay. show. Okay. Uh, move, moving Packers. on, we got the pack, Packers versus Colts. I'm going to go with the Pack. Go, Pack, go. Yeah, hey, I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm going to go with the Packers. Yeah, you said against the Colts? Packers, Packers Colts. Colts. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Packers. And then last but not least, we have the Raiders versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Game and I'm going to I'm gonna give it to A-Rod. A-Rod, just go over your game plan real quick. The Jordan Love revenge game. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm taking the Bengals this one with confidence. Nice. I'm go. taking the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you know what? No, it's awesome. I'm taking the Raiders. I'm going to take the bank. I'm going to go with my guy, Cammy. So I'm going to go yeah. with the Raiders. <laughs> the, Ra- the Raider hype, but... Um, <laughs> listen, I got I to win the game. The, the, the hype train. The train's going extremely slow, Cammy. so I'm going to need you to speed it up, but I'm still on the hype train. I, I hope, <laughs> listen, I hope the Raiders win. I'm going to call the Raiders to win, but A-Rod, I hope you win. 
Yeah, I want to be here next cycle, so I got to win this one. Nah, God, you better. <laughs> hey, listen, you still got to play me two uh, yeah. more times. Yeah. So you, you and Mike D are both 0 and 6 right now. Uh oh, yeah, you, guys, you, you come in together, you leave together. Who else and is there? Mike that, D. That, that's just, it, right? Just us? Yeah, just so yeah, you know, I'll Mike you. D. Right now. Mike D has also played me twice already, so he's not getting his win for me. I'm just putting yep. that. Bengals oh, Rams. Y'all got to stop labbing together. It ain't working. We don't even lab like that. No, damn, well, maybe you should, though. I don't there's know. There's nothing There's nothing to learn from each other. Yeah, definitely. Playing each other for, forever. Yeah, A-Rod, you still got to play me one more time, so don't, you know, you'll, you normally squeak one out against me every year. And it's shocking development. Squeak one out. out. The fourth <laughs> win without even Listen, if I have to be, <laughs> if I have to be that guy that keeps A-Rod in the league, fine. There's the narrative. I like it. I like yeah. it. This guy HD is a whole new guy. Since <laughs> just make sure you have zero wins when we play. Otherwise, if you win. Hundred percent. Like <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Oh, I gotta keep a rod in the league," but then he's gonna think about the time he dropped eighty on him and had this personal thing. He's gonna be like, "You know what? You know what? I don't think I should." Uh, um, as long as long as you're on thirteen, when it comes to week fourteen, and we play. I'll. Uh, uh, I'll squeak one out to you, but if you have a win and I lose, then oh, I got nothing. I got a few winnable games before then, so let me let me focus. You do. On. You got the Giants, you got the Dolphins, you know, you got that, and a lot of winnables. I, I'm I'm pulling for you, A Rod. I definitely don't want to see you go. Oh my D. So I'm pulling for Listen, you. his his uh, just, best chance is coming up now. He he's got the Raiders, even the Chiefs, and then the Broncos. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's now or never. If I see it. <laughs> If I have a question. Like, what happens season five? Because season five or next cycle, we reset every, anyway. Like, everybody's spots up for grabs technically. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that. So technically, he, technically he could be fighting for my spot right now. Technically, he could be kicked after season five and then be invited back for season one next cycle. Maybe. I mean, unless okay. Here, here's also the thing. If you do go zero and fifteen, it's week seventeen. We got CPU. Take the force win. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't pick a force one. You should get kicked for playing that game, to be honest. You should just get kicked for playing it. Um, talk about it. I, I, <laughs> hope, I hope you come out with a win in these next few games. I uh, definitely don't want to see you go. Um, you know, that's an MCC I got to fill. Um, but I wanted to talk about streams. So I, we mentioned the streams, and uh, we're starting to see more people come with the webcam, and I shouted shout out to you hd i don't know if you heard it but you had a whole damn helmet on in your stream so you know that's very that's very uh you know entertaining and very creative for you to do uh, so shout out to you on that um you know goose always has a great stream uh goose has talked about it too you know you want to have chat interaction on the stream and less in the general chat so you could you know talk about it i have the webcam but uh, I'm gonna need a whole new computer I, I before did, I get that back. I did back have up. my oh. chat up during that game. I did have my chat up. Yeah. So I got I got the webcam. I gotta get my whole damn computer fixed. Dior doesn't do his his webcam because he says you gotta watch his show on YouTube, but he won't be doing the PML series on YouTube anymore. So maybe that means he'll start Ooh. streaming. Streaming uh, with this. You don't need to webcam? connect the dots. You don't need to connect the dots, sir. Oh, <laughs> oh. So that just means he's leaving PML for no. What's uh, no would be great. So if, let's else. say every if everybody started doing the face game, most of PML's um, 
concrete guys like the Q, the Deloitte, the Neff, the Goose, the King Mike. Uh, you know, the concrete guys always here. Damn. Everybody that, you know, sticks around had a webcam. And then we did like a little PML hype video with one of those grid shots of everybody's face, you know, and them reacting to a situation in the game. You know, you know what I mean? Like one of those uh, type of hype videos for for the next cycle. That would be the dopest thing. And I would give 25 to 30 content points to whoever did that. Um, but, you know, I think more stuff like that would be good for the league like hype videos like that because you get to see the faces behind the teams blah 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 and all that stuff how do you feel about you know streams in general i mean they're cool i think they're interactive um and it's always good like even when you're watching it right just seeing the other guys perspective and you know live reaction to things i think it's it's cool to see so i'm a i'm a fan of them yeah, yeah, and I, I would. I, yeah. It's cool to put a face and a voice behind, like you know, these people that you're talking to all day long. Yeah. Even like with the <laughs> podcast now, I think it's cool that we're getting everybody on. You're, you're hearing everybody's voices, and you're getting to really know who they are rather than just what they're typing in a chat. I gotta say, like you said, the interviews too with the podcast. One of my favorite guests were Hefe because you kind of get a a glimpse of what he's dealing with and why he might not be as involved as as right. he would hope. So I always love getting the perspective of other people. So um, shout out to Hefe for coming on. And like I said, hopefully everything's good. Uh, but it would be nice for everybody's stream to have a webcam. And then you get, you get the voice. Every time Mike D says something in the chat, yeah. I just put his accent behind it in my head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go. You got that, that whole thing with it too as well. Uh, I wanted to mention something else besides the stream. Oh, um, I recently uh, made a Twitter for, you know, Coach Neff because it's not – I'm not going to do PML 49ers or PML this, PML that. Uh, I think that way you having, can just keep it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think having, uh, a, a, you know, a Twitter as a PML coach would be very good for the league. I obviously don't make a PML Bengals or a PML Rams or a PML whatever – like, don't make it team-based, but make it a coach-based. And then you could just say, hey, you know, this cycle, I'm with this team. This cycle, I'm with that team. So it's more of a continuous thing instead of, oh, now i got to make a whole new Twitter because I'm no longer the PML Colts, and i got to delete all the Colts stuff and blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't have to do all that. All you have to do is, you know, this cycle, I'm this, this cycle, I'm that, and stuff like that. So I made a Twitter. I, I'm, you know, I got the inspiration from jt in the premier madden league twitter when he tweeted out about the rolling out the pocket bowl that was playing that was being played yesterday and i was like you know what i'm gonna make one myself um i know dila you have one but i don't know if it's really too much pml related i know you do a lot of your youtube and stuff like that so i i don't blame you um i know hd has one um i don't know if you you have one a rod i know i doubt you oh, like you kind of these guys are kind of old school yeah, I don't have a Twitter. I mean, I, I'm familiar with it. I know what it is. I just don't have it. He's like, he, he's, <laughs> he's not the want. guy on Twitter. He's the guy, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the guy not on Twitter, but the guy yelling at the kids he teaches to get off the Twitter. Get off the Twitter, exactly. you little, you little stink, like something like that. Um, But, you know, I, it would be nice to see more involvement that way as well. You know, just getting PML out to the general public a little more. more. Um. 
you know, because, you know, one ear leads to another. It's word of mouth type of stuff. So, you know, all that stuff is good. Uh, so seeing more involvement there is great. Uh, but, you know, I, that's all I got to say. It's nice to see the league moving in ways to get it more entertaining. Uh, I know it's entertaining for the guy, people inside the league, but getting it more entertaining for the people outside the league. Uh, one thing, too, I wanted to mention before we go is JT, he has the Patreon, and obviously if you're a Patreon, um, you have to be a Patreon to be in the league and be in general chat, but he doesn't really extend that to people outside, now does he? Would it be cool if he extended that to people outside, like, you know, you could be a Patreon and have access to these channels and read up on, you know, the guys talking to PML. You might be muted, like you can't talk in the chat, but, you know, being able to view the chat every day because there's always a conversation going on and there's always drama going on. So it would be a nice self going with. Yeah, more, <laughs> it's more drama and more arguing, but, you know, it's good. It's yeah, good. <laughs> It's good. It's good. You could eavesdrop on all the drama, and I think it'd be good for the league. So maybe that's something he thinks about moving forward. But um, you know, it, it's definitely to help the brand of PML. Um, but that's gonna do it for us, unless you guys have anything else to add. Uh, no. Uh, for anybody listening that doesn't follow PML, I know you're listening to the Breakfast Show. Obviously, check out the Madden After Dark podcast. Check out the Rolling Out the Pocket podcast. We got a few co- uh, podcasts. Some strictly PML. Some are a mix of PML and Madden. Um, you know, so check those out. Uh, give some love to our other users in PML. Uh, content is king. And uh, yeah, we're out of here. PML. Have a great day. And we- excuse me. Great. And we'll <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs>